Hello, and welcome back to a new episode of the Let's Get Busy podcast presented by the Kutztown University Small Business Development Center. My name is Dakota Hurst, and I'm one of the business consultants here at the KUSBDC. Uh, joining me today to discuss balancing work, life, being an entrepreneur, and the hardest job of all, being a mother, is my friend Alex Gonzalez, founder of the Mindfully Nutritious Mama. Uh, she's also a board-certified holistic health practitioner, as well as a certified nutrition and wellness coach. So Alex, thanks for joining me today, and how's your day going? Hey, Dakota, it's good. How's yours? Good. A little, little tired. You know, we're getting through the day, but <laughs> yeah, almost almost at the weekend. So that's always fun. <laughs> almost. So close. Almost. So tell me a little about uh, yourself, uh, for those who don't know, and then kind of, you know, what made you want to go down this entrepreneur path? Okay. So I'm Alexandra. Um, <laughs> I am a 27-year-old mother of one. I have a son. He is three years old now. So grown fast. Very fast. Very, very fast. <laughs> um, married to my husband, Daniel, and um, currently working full time along with my business. Mm -hmm. um, uh, what else? I'm bilingual. So I use that a lot at work. Right now I work at the district court. <laughs> very, di very, very different aspects of mm -hmm. compared to my business and then to what I do full time. So um, a little bit of everything. I love to multitask, as you can see. <laughs> always keeping busy <laughs> always it doesn't stop but I try my best you know as, Gotta keep as, going. as we all can yeah <laughs> um so so talk a little bit about um your business mindfully nutritious mama um you know what kind of you know got that started and like what services does do you provide um just kind of give people some background all right so mindfully nutritious mama is a one-to-one -one nutrition coaching um business. I focus on helping women and moms um, is where is my main focus to help them get back to where they want to be either prior or to a better version of themselves, especially mm -hmm. after motherhood. Um, I started this in 2022. It feels a lot longer than that. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> um, <both fine. laughs> it does. Um, and I do it in a way that brings awareness and advocacy for w women and moms. Mm -hmm. um, at first, it started as a hobby, and then it started into it turned into something I truly, honestly loved. Love right now, currently, mm -hmm. I love being able to help people, um, especially with my background I, in the healthcare field, and now I help people at the court too. So, just knowing that I'm helping women and moms better their lives and become the healthiest versions of themselves and feel more comfortable in their own body mm -hmm. is what brings me joy. Yeah, no, that's awesome. And I know, you know, there's definitely people out there who need that help and need that extra push and maybe another set of eyes to kind of help them guide, you know, to their, like you said, their better self, their best version of them. And so what you do is obviously, you know, really important as well. Um, so how did you, kind of take this business from a concept to something you thought you wanted to do to where it is now as, you know, a reality. It's a, you know, a full-blown thing and you're trying to balance it with everything else. So honestly, I didn't see myself as a businesswoman at all. <laughs> um, so the fact that I even took the leap and did this was kind of shocking. Very impulsive. I can be a little impulsive. <laughs> <laughs> That's technically pretty much how it started is, I said, hey, I'm going to do this program. 
I was talking to my husband and I was like, I'm going to do this program. I really want to do this program. I want to get out there. I really want to help women. My goal ever since I've had my son is to advocate, advocate for us because mm-hmm. it's, it's very tough being a mom, not just a working mom, but a mom overall while learning to love yourself again. Mm-hmm. So then I was like, okay, I'm going to do this program. And this program, not just, not only did it teach me to become to be a nutrition coach and certify me, but it also gave me the business aspect of it. And it gave me all the tools I needed to, to become a business. And right. I became an LLC. I chose right off the bat, I was going to do the LLC, not just a sole proprietorship. Um, and then it just, it just kind of flowed from there. It was mm-hmm. scary. I went and asked for a lot of advice. I asked my dad, and you know my dad's like my number one supporter besides my husband and mm-hmm. he was like no go for it you you are made for this follow right. your dreams like just do it and yeah. well here i am <laughs> <laughs> well it's always that first step that you have to it's always the hardest right so yeah once you get over that first step then it's all about you know piloting the rest of the the journey but mm-hmm. um i'm proud that you did that and it's you know only up from here so um with that being said what kind of struggles did you did you experience struggles starting to get your business off the ground and maybe even formulating the idea of you know you said you wanted to do it but did you really understand like how to put everything together and where to start so to be honest I didn't realize it would be as hard as it as it would be mm-hmm. um like I said I'm a little impulsive and I kind of just do things sometimes <laughs> <laughs> um but there was a little bit of struggle. Um, I'm not like the best at social media. Like at the time, I actually mm-hmm. didn't even have like an Instagram. I didn't have a TikTok. Uh, what else? What else do we have these days? I don't Facebook, have YouTube. Twitter, YouTube, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like I only had YouTube. Mm-hmm. I'm not YouTube, Facebook. Sorry about that. Okay. I only had Facebook at the time because I was going through like a social media hiatus and I didn't feel like making a new one. Mm-hmm. So I... I was a little stuck there. So then I had to start a whole new Instagram and kind of explain to those around me that, hey, this is for my business and start marketing myself from that end. I started off with like doing what I love, which is cooking with recipes. And the more I got used to it, the more I was actually planning what I would have to post. Mm -hmm. But I actually didn't get better at it until I hired a business coach. Mm. Yeah. Cause it, it was very difficult. I, you know, I'm busy. I with the full-time job and the toddler <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't stop running and everyday things. It was just it was difficult to navigate and finding the right time to do things while also making time to create my content calendar. What am I gonna show the public now? How do I how do I share it? Right. So then I just made everything together with my Facebook and Instagram to make it easier for myself. Yeah, it can definitely be tricky to kind of juggle all of that at once, especially with, you know, the circumstances you're already involved in and then having to start a new business and trying to navigate it. So but I think that's a lot of a lot of what um, other entrepreneurs experience when they're like, hey, yeah, I really want to do this. And then, like you said, kind of a go getter, like I'm just going to do it. And then you step into that field and you're like, oh, crap, like there's so much more I have to kind of get involved in. But, you know, you learn through the process, right? There's a lot of trial and error and um, 
you know, exploring just to find what you really want to do and accomplish with, with that goal of a business. But, um, so you started in the healthcare field as a medical assistant, right? Mm-hmm. And then you kind of moved into um, some other roles and different fields along the way. Um, but what kind of pushed the desire to help mothers go through, you know, those different phases of pregnancy, both pre and post and, I guess, was it the birth of your son that kind of sparked that passion or was it just trying to, you know, go through the motions of everything? So, yes, mostly <laughs> it was uh, my pregnancy and um, the birth of my son. I mm-hmm. had, a, you know, you don't really, you don't really go into pregnancy going, oh, I know it's going to happen. Right. <laughs> like I, you don't realize how much your body's going to change, how much your mentality is going to change mm-hmm. and some of the hardships you may face. Um, so it all started in the, when I even, when I just had fallen pregnant, like I kind of knew what was to come for me. I would never make it full term because your mother, your genetics with your mom and the way she, she like had her babies or whatever has a lot to do with how you will have your future children as, as a woman. Mm. So I knew I would never make a full term and I had the possibility of getting preeclampsia. So it turns out that most of my pregnancy was pretty healthy up until 29 weeks. I mm-hmm. ended up at the hospital every, every, every week. Oh, um, yeah, I was diagnosed with preeclampsia and high blood pressure. And then my labor it's not gracious at all was <laughs> a 50 hour labor and oh, traumatic. Mm. But after that, the recovery was what really pushed me to want to know more. So I had my son when the whole world shut down on May, May not May, yeah. March 14. That's right. Yeah. So due to that, I actually didn't have the resources I needed everything was shut down. I didn't get a lactation consultant. They weren't traveling the houses because of the, what was going on and the lack of knowledge about what was going on with COVID. Right. Yeah. Yeah. My postpartum checkup was very quick. Um, in and out. I was not much was explained to me on what I would experience the mm-hmm. shakes. I almost passed out a couple times after labor. Like it was a lot. And I actually got angry about it. I got really, really angry of how uneducated women go into um, pregnancy and after, and then they still stay uneducated because doctors don't take the time to educate you Mm -hmm. or they dismiss you. Um, And I went through a lot of those hardships and the lack of support, um, which is what pushed me to actually do the research myself, rehab myself physically um and mentally right get my heal my blood pressure I actually did that all through my diet besides Mm -hmm. they gave me blood pressure medication for like two months it lowered it a little bit and the rest I did through my diet so once I realized that I could heal myself through my diet properly doing the things that I need to be doing Mm -hmm. and the specific routines I set for myself then it sparked that um it gave me that spark and that ambition and determination to go and help other women become more educated and advocate for them and for them to acknowledge that they don't have to be alone going through this and that they can heal themselves from the inside out through their diet and um, the routines they set for themselves in motherhood. It's not impossible. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. No, I mean, that's, I mean, one way to definitely get well vested in that stuff is to go through those, you know, experiences and be able to learn from them. Um, mm -hmm. But that's, you know, for you to take that step and, and research on your own and find, you know, solutions to the, the stuff you're going through is, is really impressive. Um, it was a lot. Yeah. Oh, I can, I would say I, I can imagine, but I don't think I can. <laughs> no, I don't think you want to. No. My PT, my I had a, a physical therapist. Some women actually end up needing physical therapists. She was like, you don't really need to see me. You did everything yourself. And I was like, I tried. <laughs> I tried my best. Yeah. But yeah. Well, so so off that, you obviously did all that research. Um, and then, like you said, that kind of spurred the idea for the business. So how did you go about um, getting all those certifications and all the requirements really needed to appropriately provide the kind of coaching and consulting work that you wanted to give to other mothers and women? So at the time, I was actually in school for yeah. a bachelor's of science in nutrition. Um, I got through at least three semesters of core nutrition classes for that. I unfortunately had to put it on hold just because my son was so young. Right. And working was just a lot with him so little. I just didn't want to miss the key moments that I really needed to be there for him for. Mm -hmm. um, so then I stumbled upon uh, this nutri nutrition coach program by the world-renowned registered dietitian, Carrie Glassman. Um, and I did her nutrition coaching program. You get certified with the foundational aspect of it. And then you get a master certification. It took me about six months to do. Mm -hmm. um, and then that gives you the requirements to fulfill, to apply for the um, American Association of Jugglers Practitioners certification to be a holistic health practitioner. Okay. So then I acquired that. And I'm actually still in the middle of doing another nutrition uh, course. It's mm -hmm. precision nutrition. Um it's very, very fundamental, very scientific base. It's, it's already been like over a year because I just like to take my time and it's a lot of knowledge that I'm trying to take in. Hopefully I'll be done that in a couple months. So I'll have that certification under my wing. Nice. And then I did the ISSA uh, personal training certification, which took me about a year as well. Okay. A lot of acronyms. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think the I I think IS the ISSA was one that um when I was in college I had gotten a personal training certificate as well. Mm -hmm. for, I think I was reg registered for like a year, um, mm -hmm. and I did personal training at our rec center. Um, but yeah, so that's a, I know it's a long process and a lot of work, a lot of reading, a lot of research and studying and under just like understanding the materials, mm -hmm. right? So, um. But that's great because that means you're always, you know, expanding your knowledge and then that's more knowledge you can give back to your clients, which is plus, huge. Plus, when I was a GI and endoscopy technician, mm -hmm. I actually, I was the doctor's right hand man. So I actually know a lot about the structural aspect of your intestines and your mm -hmm. stomach and all that stuff. So nice. <laughs> yeah, that's, a, that's another six months of hands-on knowledge I got right. as well. Which is also goes hand in hand with a lot of the nutritional stuff too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so kind of going off a little bit, um, I was going back through some of your social media posts on your business site, and I saw one that I thought was, uh, was a really good message. Um, and in one of your posts, 
uh, you said that every day you strive to be the reason someone smiles today. Um, so can you kind of explain to me like what that means to you um, and how it kind of impacts like your business going forward, like what that stands for? <laughs> right? I thought so. <laughs> no. Um, Good job. So, I know. Proud of you. <laughs> um, so be the reason someone smiles today. It goes way back, honestly. Um, growing up, I've always been that kind of person that I always want to be able to make someone smile no matter what I'm going through. Mm-hmm. I have this as this outlook on life that no matter what you're going through in life, it doesn't mean you can treat somebody so crappy. It doesn't right. give you the right to be so mean to other people. Mm-hmm. Um, even through my own very hard, very hard hardships through the last couple of years, I, I can attest most people probably agree with that <laughs> the last couple of years. Um, it's it's been, I know, <laughs> it's kind of been my motto to like get through life and you know, what helps too is um, at, not just at work, but even like I use it with my son too. Like mm-hmm. no matter what I do, my goal is to put a smile on his face, no matter mm-hmm. what mood I'm in. Right. And I take that concept and I put it out there in the world too, especially at work. I work at a courthouse. Not many people are very happy there. So like <laughs> I strive to always put a smile on their face. And I I'm a firm believer that when you do good by others, the good comes back to you. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of like my philosophy. And I, I put a lot of it into my coaching too. Hence the name mindfully nutritious mama. A lot right. of my concepts come from a be like a type of behavioral therapy that I had when I was younger for my depression was a lot of through mindfulness. And I take a lot of those aspects from when I was a teenager mm-hmm. up until now. And I include all of it into my coaching because those, those habits are very important to keep and to form, especially when you're going through difficult times in life. Yeah, like, absolutely. That was a very, very good answer. And um, yeah, I think it's a really, like you said, it's, it's, I forget what the saying is, but it's like easier to, to be nice and to go out of your way to be mean to someone or, or something yeah. like that. And it's, it's true. Like if you, if you mean well and you show, you know, good intentions towards people and you treat them right, you know, things will happen that are always good and bad to you, but you know, mm-hmm. you can, you can at least know that you're making a good impact in the world. So yeah, I like, I'd rather I like that. Yeah. I like, to, I'd rather go to bed knowing that I'm helping somebody no matter what I'm going through in life. Mm-hmm. I'd rather go to bed knowing that I help this person And whether they, and this happens to me actually a lot at the court where I get yelled at a lot and it's not, it's not my fault, but I have to, you know, I keep it together Mm -hmm. and I'm like, listen, I understand this is, this is hard for you. You're having a hard time, but you you can get through it or I wish them well. And I make them laugh with some of my corny jokes, but, (laughs) (laughs) but it, it makes it worth it. And it helps me to go home knowing that I did something good. Right. nice yeah i think it's a it's a great message to kind of spread um what is uh so so from all your very in-depth research and i guess you want to call it like traumas and um what is one major misconception about nutrition and its importance post-pregnancy that you think a lot of mothers um maybe don't know about or it's something that's like i said a misconception Oh, this is a good one. 
Mm-hmm. Because I bring the hard hitting questions. I know. <laughs> one of the biggest misconceptions, one is that you have to eat less or restrict to lose weight or to get that body back. Mm-hmm. No, girl. No, girl. <laughs> no, you eat. Okay. You eat. I actually, believe it or not, I eat more now than I did back then because you need that nourishment. Right. It's focusing on what you're eating and making sure that what you're eating, you like it. Just because you 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 may want to lose weight, but it doesn't mean you stop eating everything you like. Yeah. I have this key point in my program where I'm like, you can consciously indulge. Mm-hmm. It's okay to eat that piece of chocolate. Mm-hmm. Like it's not the worst in the world. It now it's different if you eat the whole bag of chocolate. <laughs> but if you have the like whole three Hers- pieces, the whole Hershey bar <laughs> yeah if you have the serving size of like three pieces you're good and you're satisfied I focus on the satisfaction that knowing that my body is nourished and that I feel good and a lot of there's a lot of misconception around that you don't have to restrict you don't have to eat less you don't have to give up the french fries all the time, as long mm-hmm. as you don't eat it all the time, you know, right. or eat healthy fats, eat the eat sweet potato fries. But a key factor of getting to where you want to be in your journey is making sure you're eating things you like. Mm-hmm. Don't eat, don't change your like diet a little bit by adding Brussels sprouts if you don't like them. That's not going to do much. It's going to hate me. That's going to make you hate them more. I don't mind Brussels sprouts. I know. I actually like Brussels sprouts, but, <laughs> but you know, like a lot of people, like my husband's really big on, like, he's a great example. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of the stuff I actually buy at home, I love, but I mainly buy it for them right. because I know he only eats zucchini. <laughs> I know he only likes Brussels sprouts a certain way. And I know he hates peas. So I'm not going to buy peas if they're going to go bad. <laughs> and then um, as far as postpartum, oh my God, this one makes me mad. Um, bounce back culture. Mm-hmm. So toxic. Yeah. It literally as a mother, and I might be three years postpartum, but if I'm being honest, it took me three years to love myself again, to feel confident the way I want to be and to feel the healthiest I've ever been. Mm -hmm. Because in in between that postpartum, I was also diagnosed with fibromyalgia, which is an autoimmune uh, disorder and it causes widespread pain all Mm -hmm. over your body and swelling. So a lot of my diet goes hand in hand with anti-inflammatory diet. But besides that, um, I put a a lot of pressure on myself in the beginning um, after I had my son where I just, it was really depressing where like, I really miss my body. I really miss what I, what the things I was capable of doing, but a great message I like to spread is your body is growing every year. You're changing. You can't expect your body and your habits to completely stay the same when you're, when your life is forever evolving. So if you mm-hmm. just had a child, um, you can go back to strength training But it also means that your body could have evolved into grasping another form of training, of exercising. Like for me, I was a big strength trainer and I used to go to the gym and I used to do calisthenics. I actually still strength train. It's really hard to say at once. (laughs) Strength train. Strenuous. At home. (laughs) I know. At home. I don't have time to go to the gym like that. So I do it at home. I cycle now. 
Mm-hmm. I hated cycling. I hated <laughs> it. I cycle now. I actually do Pilates now. There you go. And low impact. So I conformed my body, not my body, but I conformed my habits to what my body needs right now. It right. doesn't mean it's going to stay like that forever. Everything is temporary. That's what I tell myself. A lot of our, a lot in our lives is temporary. It's just the way you perceive it mm-hmm. and decide to handle it. So with bounce back culture, um, you grew a child for nine months. You can't expect your body to go back after six weeks. Right. And it's, it's just, it makes women feel that some women do bounce back a little faster a little easier, but it's all in our genetics too. A lot of women don't take into con into um into the I don't I don't remember what I was gonna say. Into, <laughs> uh, a lot of women don't realize that a lot of the way you you go back is through your genetics. Hmm. So I knew I was not gonna be the same completely. I was a little skinnier a year ago, but I'm actually more comfortable now. Right. And those stretch marks, the cellulite, whatever, that's going to be there. And I embrace it because you're a mom, you grew a human. Like you did one of the most powerful things in the world. Yeah. Embrace it. Embrace the changes is what I tell. I actually tell a lot of my friends that they've recently had kids embrace the change, embrace yourselves, love yourselves in this moment, because you might not be where you're at ever again. You don't know, you know, someone told me once it's uh, embrace the beautiful battle scars. Yes, I call them uh, tiger stripes. Tiger stripes. I, I love like my tiger stripes. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's a lot, especially uh, recently. Like I see a lot of that bounce back culture. It didn't. It took nine months to grow a baby. It's not going to take. It's gonna. It might, it's probably going to take more than nine months. Right. I actually tell women to like, you have to start by healing your core, your mm-hmm. pelvic floor, and your um, abdominals first. Don't just jump into training. Right. And I always advise, get assessed by pelvic, by a pelvic floor therapist, by a physical therapist, get assessed, know your needs before jumping into something that could create more damage Mm -hmm. and to be, have grace for yourself. Take it easy. Listen to your body. And most importantly, let it heal. It takes over a year and a half for your body to internally heal from, from giving birth, Mm -hmm. from having it from pregnancy. Yeah. That's actually why they advise you don't get pregnant so soon after. But um, I always try to rem- remind women that, like, take it easy. Listen to your body. Love yourself. It, these changes don't happen overnight. What helps them happen is your consistency mm-hmm. and your determination to to strive for better. It's your right. mentality. Your mentality is honestly what helps you go the farthest. Yeah, and I think, I think what you're saying about... Um you know, this, this like image that women have to like recover in X amount of weeks or months is, you know, we see that they see it in social media. Like there's, you know, the celebrities that, Oh, wow. They just had a baby like two days ago. Look how amazing they look. Um, and you know, this and that. And I think it's what you're saying is so spot on. And, um, the fact that, you know, listening to your body on kind of taking it step by step and not trying to catapult yourself to these results that aren't going to happen overnight. So, um, I mean, I can't imagine that, but I, <laughs> I understand <laughs> Nor <did> I. <laughs> don't want to go through pregnancy personally, but, uh, <laughs> um, you yeah, know, I, I can imagine how tough that is and mentally as well as physically. Right. 
just trying to get yourself back on track there um to find yourself again for sure yeah, you yeah. change so much mm-hmm. and it's it's okay a father changes too my husband's changed but he's changed for the better you know we all change but you all change together as a unit yeah that's what i say <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> you did mention um you know not being afraid to eat um, and listening to your body to, to help with the nutrition and help the recovery. So when you kind of do your one-on-one coaching um, and help, you know, you work with your clients hand in hand to figure out their specific goals. Um, what are some general tips regarding stuff like eating and portion control and finding, um, like you said, you had to find the right food for, you know, the um, inflammatory stuff, you know, what's some kind of general tips on, on how to attack that? So portion control, um, you can either measure your food. I do give my clients handouts on that. And mm-hmm. I also provide a hand size portion guide. <laughs> so like a serving of protein is actually the size of a palm. I think I need that. <laughs> a serving of vegetables is the size of a fist. Mm. A serving of carbs is the size of a cupped hand. And a serving of fat, fats is a, is the size of a thumb. But you also have to think about it for you right like how big do you really think your stomach is so I look at myself (laughs) and I look at my fist because you know we grew up being told that our stomachs are the size of a fist yeah and I'm like wow that's really not that big of a stomach (laughs) but I like that's how I base it off of too and I love the hand size portion guide because if you're out eating like you can literally look yeah and I also say like um you have to focus on what I it's called a hunger quotient. Mm-hmm. So based, it's a scale of one through 10. Okay. One being where you're ravenously hungry. You could mm-hmm. eat a wall. Please don't do that. <laughs> or <Not> 10, <laughs> I know. Or 10, you're not really hungry. Mm-hmm. So we always like you, I always like you to stay between a four and a six, which is you're like kind of hungry, but you're not like, you just want to be satisfied. Right. So if you're always between a four and a six, it's more likely that you won't overeat. Um, I'm not that I, I don't always eat when I'm at a four and a six. Sometimes I don't have time and I eat at a at like a one. Mm-hmm. And then I do notice I can overeat, but I'm also at the point where I'm used to it. And I know when I'm satisfied, it's like, now it's like listening to your hunger cues you have to really learn to listen to your body and hunger cues. The mindfulness aspect really comes into play here. Right. Listen to your body, do breathing exercises and really listen, be in tune with your body. I know when I'm satisfied, I don't like eating to the point that I feel like I'm going to throw up because mm-hmm. that's not healthy either. You don't want to feel that way. You want to feel good about yourself. You want to, I only say this because I know a lot of women do this when we're hangry, but hangry. like <laughs> when we're like fed, you know, like my husband, like, makes me dinner and like I start eating and stuff and I do that happy dance (laughs) I do that happy dance and I'm like okay yeah I'm satisfied (laughs) and when I stop doing the happy dance I know I'm good and I feel good and I get um a rise of the happy hormone the dopamine the serotonin and I get so like content right that's what I focus on my the feeling I get Mm -hmm. when I'm eating and and when I'm done eating too so I give them that scale. Mm-hmm. I help them acknowledge 
that scale, whether you're a four to six, you never want to be a one to 10. And then looking at your hands for a serving size as well. And also I go by empowerment. Okay. A lot of people go through willpower. So you don't want to tell yourself, I can't have that cake. I can't, I can't have that. I'm on a diet. You can easily be like, okay, I want that cake. But I also know that like those blueberries are really good too. Mm -hmm. So like either you can be like, I can have one slice of cake. I'll have that one slice of cake. I'll be good. Or with the blueberries, I'm going to have some blueberries, some frozen blueberries. It's about the empowerment and making yourself feel empowered with what you're eating Mm -hmm. and knowing that you have control over it. Right. No, that's a, it's a great point. Like you said, like you can always reduce, like instead of having a huge plate of cake, you know, take a little slice, have your blueberries. And I feel like a lot of people beat themselves up over what they're eating. So I Mm -hmm. think, you know, being conscious of, yes, I can't eat too much of this, but also enjoying it. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, You don't want to punish yourself trying to eat food. So no, I encourage my clients consciously indulge. Mm-hmm. consciously indulge and I say that in a way because sometimes when you indulge you don't do it consciously you just you do it emotionally and that's not that great either yeah. so you want to consciously indulge know you're only having a piece of cake but know that you're satisfied and same with like blueberries or whatever I like to have frozen grapes but anyway. <laughs> I do like frozen, frozen yeah they're really grapes. good you ever had those they're really good no I haven't yeah gotta try it but yeah, empowerment. You want to replace willpower with empower. Empower mm-hmm. yourself to eat healthier, to eat things you like, to give yourself some grace and be kind to yourself. Yeah, I like that. Be kind to yourself. Okay. Um, how does, uh, so how does, I mean, we've kind of been talking about it throughout this episode, but how does your nutritional health impact your your lifestyle and your mental well-being um, you know, do you see whether your clients or you've seen other people's clients, you know, improve in these areas after, you know, they've kind of gone through some help and some training on, on what to, how to eat a little better and treat themselves right? Yes. So, I mean, to start with the first question, um, I never realized until I finished all these programs, like how much your nutritional health can impact your mental well-being. Mm-hmm. until I would actually like sit and focus and eat something I really liked. And I did the little dance and I would be <laughs> like so happy. And then when I would, you know, cause I'm not perfect. We do order pizza sometimes, you know, and when we order pizza and then I would actually notice the difference on how I felt like I wouldn't feel as energized. I wouldn't feel as great. I would mm-hmm. actually feel guilty. And honestly, as a coach too, like I'm trying to work on that. I'm trying to work on the not guilty part because it happens to everyone. And once you get into that mindset from you, my mindset happens from years ago. I had, I actually had my own nutrition coach, not nutrition coach. I had my own nutritionist in high school because mm. I suffered from disordered eating. And that happened from the time I was actually 12. And I didn't actually get fully like recovered until around my 20s but I had a nutrition coach nutritionist sorry not coach a nutritionist from the age of 15 until I was like 17 yeah might have been a little younger than 15 and I actually learned a lot 
from her and mm -hmm. from that experience. And it really does take a toll on you when you don't properly um, fuel your body or when you overthink it or you like overwhelm yourself with guilt. Like it's, it doesn't help. But when you do take the time to do what you have, what you want to do, like my coaching doesn't just focus on the nutrition part. It focuses on eight foundational aspects, your stress, your sleep, love, <laughs> <laughs> your environment, your nutrition, uh, hydration, and sweating often. So you're like okay. everything, all that goes into play, how stressed you are. If you're not getting enough sleep, if you're not drinking enough water, if you're not exercising, mm -hmm. love, well. um, <laughs> <laughs> environments, your environments have a lot to do with how you handle things. Right. So if you have like a cluttered area and you get overwhelmed, that might actually lead you to emotionally eat mm. or to not eat at all. Like I'm the type of person where I get upset. I actually don't eat. Like I'm not a good eater when I'm sad. Um, and then some people are opposite. So you, it's about really like finding your balance and your happy medium when it comes to that. And it, it does affect your well-being. But this has honestly been the best I've ever been in years, honestly the older I get, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I, I think it's pretty interesting how, um, you know, how much food and nutrition really play a role into uh, how you feel like day in and day out. Like I know for me, like if I, on the days I drink, you know, one cup of water, I'm a little more groggy, I'm a little more tired, but if I drink, you know, the whatever gallon or, or two gallons I'm supposed to drink a day, I feel a lot better. I feel more energized. I feel more awake even. Um, mm -hmm. So it's it's pretty interesting how your body fluctuates so much. But like you said, kind of finding that middle ground of like incorporating all those eight elements and then, you know, eating right um, is so important. And people just, people let being busy get in the way. And I'm guilty of that, you know, forgetting mm -hmm. to eat because I'm working or I have to stuff to do or laundry to fold that I just going to stare at and hope they fold themselves. <laughs> Me. <laughs> um, yeah. I have a, the, the laundry, the, the clean laundry pile needs to get folded. The, the folded laundry pile needs to be put away. And, <laughs> and then there, you know, you know how it goes. <laughs> Literally. That's, that's my, that's actually where I suck at. I suck at that. I'm really good at like being clean and keeping a house clean. But when it comes to laundry, my husband and I actually both like stare at it. <laughs> It's so bad. Get the, get not, the sun to fold it, maybe. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. No, he'll throw it. <laughs> but no, you're right. Like, you would be surprised. I actually learned that half the time when you think you need that pick-me-up of coffee, mm -hmm. half the time it's that you need water. Water, yeah. Yeah. And I've proven it. I used to be a coffee drinker in the afternoon. Mm -hmm. I'm absolutely not anymore. I actually do a green juice now. And it helps. Like I'll actually feel more awake from the green juice in the cup and the, my, my little Stanley cup um, <laughs> of water. When I like chug a ton, I'll feel 10 times better. And I'm like, see, I knew I didn't need that coffee. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like I used to be of the mindset that I need to have a cup of coffee every day. And that's, I mean, caffeine is addictive. So like that, so addictive. it could have been that um, I've kind of come around to, the now I'm at like one cup of coffee in the morning and that's I'm pretty good like it's more of just to like get me going um like you said trying to incorporate more water um green tea is good for you 
yeah green tea yeah sorry um <laughs> uh i know for me one thing i used to do and i need to start doing again was i would fill my coffee mug with water first and i would have to drink all that water if i wanted a cup of coffee so at least that way you had a little bit of hydration in you before you because coffee is inherently um dehydrates you right yes so yeah it's a diuretic to, yeah it's important to to get the the water in um and, you know make it make it fun make it you know a different way i have like a app on my on my phone it's like called water llama i think <laughs> yeah and you can you have to like fill up the llama make sure they get all the all the water in and stuff you can add coffee and you'll have to juice. send me that yeah yeah i yeah, can give little, it to my clients yeah i use it on my watch i just click a button i haven't filled it out today so that's that's bad but <laughs> <laughs> yeah you just have to fill up the llama so no yeah it's yeah yeah, half the time, did you know, you should drink a cup of room temperature water, an eight ounce cup of room temperature water every morning. It's what kickstarts your uh, metabolism. I did hear that. Yeah. 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 People, I feel like a lot of people miss that and they just go straight to the coffee, but you gotta, gotta get the water in. I also always tell people too, like, you know how like people are very big on like taking vitamins and like supplementing and believe it or not, like, yeah, I work out like hardcore all the time. Mm-hmm. I don't use pre-workout. At yeah. all. If I'm going to do like pre-workout, I do like coconut water with chia seeds or you can do water with a little bit of honey and salt uh, for natural electrolytes. doesn't taste the best now. But it does what it what it needs to do, you know. If you want a little little snack, you can also try like Rice Krispies. They're good yeah. for. <laughs> That's what I do. <laughs> or peanut butter on peanut butter. On, a, on a rice cake, you know, on you can a, yeah. do that. Something a little healthier. <laughs> yeah, and I always like tell clients like, if you don't know what if you're deficient in anything, like I get checked. I try to check what I'm deficient in when I go to the doctors. But try and eat your vitamins. Mm-hmm. You find so much in food: vitamin C, citrus fruits easy yeah iron get spinach literally i eat so much of it all the dark greens Um, yeah yeah, lentils so good for you good for fertility good for all that stuff if you're a woman great beets great for blood blood circulation and blood pressure like try and eat eat your vitamins Mm -hmm. then if you actually lack them after then that's when i tell them you could try and supplement but if you want a protein shake like i i always just put a scoop of yogurt that has good bacteria and protein and i do a scoop of or like organic peanut butter mm-hmm. and that's even more protein and healthy fats right rather than the protein that's i don't honestly don't even know how they make it um <laughs> and then i drink like bone broth and stuff like that it's disgusting but you know you gotta do it good for you yeah good for you so i always tell people like try and eat your supplements before full-on supplementing mm. Because you'll never know what, you never realize how good you might feel from just fueling your body with the foods that can give you those vitamins and minerals mm-hmm. compared to store-bought supplements that you don't fully completely know what's in them. Yeah. That's True. it. True. So this turned into a, you're not hydrated enough episode. No. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but so getting, I guess, get, kind of getting back to. Um, <laughs> Sorry. We got a little off topic. (laughs) So how for you, um, and we've, you know, seen it just from listening to you, like, you know, you doing your full-time job, you're 
trying to be, you know, the best mom you can be and a best wife and then also running your business. So how have you found, found the best ways to manage all of that to um, stay organized um, and kind of get through it all, I guess, and, and still be successful? Uh, well, have you watched the show Jane the Virgin? I don't think I have. It's a good show. Uh, I? I don't know. Have you? It's great. A lot of people, my friend says I look like her for some reason, but I act like her. Hmm. Yeah, that that's, that's it for sure. Um, lists. I make lots of lists. Okay. At work. Like I'll be in the middle of work doing something and I'll make a list of what I need to do for my business. Mm -hmm. Disregarding all the work I have to do. Of course. (laughs) Um, but that's a hard one, but I, I try my best. It gets overwhelming sometimes. Yeah. But my goal is to spend an hour to two hours on my business every day, Mm -hmm. Uh, whether that's on the social media, the creating my posts on Canva, planning my posts, planning my workout, because I do a weekly workout post. Mm -hmm. Um, And then like, you know, being a mom doesn't stop. But my husband, honestly, he's got sent like he he takes over. I when I need to do something like right now, it takes over. It takes the baby. Mm-hmm. Not a baby. I call him a baby, but it <laughs> takes, <my, laughs> takes the baby to go play. They're probably honestly asleep on the floor right now. Um, <laughs> takes the baby. Like he takes him outside. Like he'll cook today. He made dinner for me to make it easier. Like it's honestly my support system that's helped me the most. Okay. Um, I always, I tell clients that too, what's going to make it or break it is your support. You need a support system. You need that village, whether it's with your kids or it's with yourself. A mom still needs a village for herself. She still needs friends. She still needs her parents some, most of the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> hi mom, hi dad. <laughs> um, you know, like it's, it's honestly been my support system and my lists that I find everywhere afterwards. About some post-it notes and stuff like that. It's a t- literally post-it <laughs> notes everywhere. Um, I just like had a pile, a huge pile of post-it notes, and I'm like, oh my god, what did I write here? And it was all about my my posts for the week. I already posted all them, but um, so yeah, lots of lists. Listening to myself, I do a lot of breath work mm-hmm. at night. I have my routine where I read my devotional and like I pray, and then I do like a little meditation, like breathing. Okay. To go to sleep. I I've honestly even gotten better at not being on my phone like that. I actually put my phone down, face down, away from me for a couple hours, especially when it's time to like watch TV with my husband. Like that is no phone time, no like that kind of screen time. And but mainly for sure my support system. Mm-hmm. They're the ones that help me because they're the ones that help me with my son. They help me around the house and, you know, going to work and then coming back and just knowing my routines too. I have very, I'm a very like set person. Like I mm-hmm. have to have my routines and if they kind of like don't go the way they usually go, I get a little freaked out <laughs> or anxious about it. But, you know, I always tell myself, you'll figure it out. You're going to figure it out. Right. But for sure is those routines, which is what I try and help clients with too, is establishing those routines is honestly what what truly helps things keep going. Hmm. Okay. So routines, a to-do list, and a strong <laughs> support, support yes. staff. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and water. And water. Back to the water. <laughs> Stay hydrated, people. 
um so so with all that being said where where do you see yourself and your business going um what's the future kind of hold what do you want to continue to i know you're working on some other you know certifications and finishing up um some of that stuff so what's next so i mean hopefully i finish up that certification i'm sure you will (laughs) i will um i actually was looking into another (laughs) certification um of pre and postnatal fitness specialists mm-hmm. and help and core rehabilitation okay. for women. Um, I honestly would love to start my own podcast to create a um, supportive and honest and like raw environment for moms right? and motherhood. That's honestly always been like a thing for me too. Like I, I've always been one. And I mean, you've known me for so long, <laughs> literally, that I always love to speak up and I always love to advocate. Yeah. Um, especially for moms now from this journey that I've been on. I would really, really love to start a podcast for that. No, There's so yeah, many that... amazing moms out there that I know. Yeah, that could be the spur of a lot of great conversations and um the bringing up of topics that, like you said, are maybe not as is covered as they should be, and bring to light a lot of you know important things. But... Yeah, but I mean, who knows? Um, I don't think I'll go back to school for nutrition. Mm-hmm. I've thought about almost. Um, I've thought about nursing again. I don't know. I never again? stop. <laughs> I know. Or a doula. I would love love to look into that path to be supportive for moms during labor and postpartum. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's. I mean, that's it's stuff that's needed. Um, and so it's great that there's people like yourself who kind of take the time and dedicate to learning about it, getting certified, and being able to provide that for the people who need it. It's important. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, when all is said and done, you go through, um the process with your client, you know, helping them get back, you know, at least giving them guidance to where, where they need to go to get back to a happier self, a healthier self. Um, what's the number one thing you want them to kind of walk away with when they're done working with you? Honestly, I remind them that this journey they just embarked on, this is a long-term goal. Mm-hmm. My goal is to help them realize that this is a long-term, like sustainable goal that they can keep working on every day it's it's gonna be work you'll have moments where you'll have to take a pause where you fall back a little bit but you can always step forward after that mm-hmm. if you know you're not a lost cause you're not alone this is a hard journey it takes a lot of time for others and it takes less time for others but um as long as you put your mind to it and you keep going at it you will get to where you want to be and you'll stay where you want to get to be because you want to keep these habits as sustainable as you can and I provide them with the tools and the handouts I let them keep handouts I give them my programs I give them transformational exercises is what I call them where they literally have homework Mm -hmm. to like truly sit and think about what they're eating what they're doing how they're establishing their habits and goals Um, and all these things I give to them to keep so they can keep turning back on Two, if they need a refresher or mm-hmm. if they need more advice. And they can always come to me too. And I always tell them, don't give up. Do not give up. It gets hard, but you got this. 
Yeah. And there's so many resources available. And that's my goal to help them realize that. Which is with a lot of people. And that goes back to like the whole support system too. Like you're acting as that support as well and help giving them structure and, and guidance, mm-hmm. which is so, so important. Um, and I like, want them to, sorry. No, go ahead. I want them to truly it's your, it's your like. your floor. <laughs> <laughs> I want them to, it's their moment to shine and keep holding themselves accountable, mm-hmm. but also give themselves grace because the journey, regardless, it's going to happen. They're yeah. still on it. There's so, Life is not linear. Nothing is linear in life. So there's going to yeah. be ups, there's going to be downs. But as long as they hold themselves accountable and know where they want to be at and how to do it and where to, who to go to or the resources to go to, they got this. Right. With everything out there and you don't have to, you don't have to go it alone. And you can mm-hmm. have you can find the support that you're looking for. Um, and a lot of times support that they need. So yeah, that's awesome. Sure. So any great episode, any final <laughs> thoughts, uh, recommendations for anyone listening, uh, maybe debating the idea of starting a health consulting business or um, maybe going down the, you know, helping mothers path, you know, post post pregnancy and stuff like that. Um, go for it. Go for it. <laughs> if it's your dream, go for it. Um, make sure that your resources and the programs you do are reputable and right. accredited and truly focus on what you want to do and freaking go for it. You know, you never know where it might take you, where it might lead you, the passions that might open up for you. Mm-hmm. Go for it. We're, um, we're only human once. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, Alex, thank you so much for joining us today and, and speaking about your business and, and all things being a mother. Um, it was super, you know, impactful and a lot of good information was, was given in this episode. Um, where can people find out more about Mindfully Nutritious Mama? So I do have Facebook. It's Mindfully Nutritious Mama LLC. Mm-hmm. My Instagram is the same handle, Mindfully Nutritious Mama LLC. I do have a Facebook group that they can um, uh, join. It's called the MNM Accountability Group. And I do have free resources on there. I do post workouts on there um, and more information as well. And then my website is www.mindfullynutritiousmama.com. Awesome. I don't know how many people still use www. when they're describing a website, but... Stop. <laughs> no thank you for I'm professional uh, <laughs> thank you sorry thank you for providing that uh the information and um yeah anyone who's interested feel free to reach out to alex she's a awesome resource and has obviously been through a lot that's helped shape her and um you know kind of her goals and her want to help people so um thank you again for coming on and thank you everybody for listening to the let's get busy podcast i hope everyone has a great day thank you yeah. good night